Another meeting at the Order of the Straight Arrow. In the clubhouse today, you have myself, Troop Scout leader Dustin Lays with Beave. Across from me in the clubhouse today, this is Denim, officially off the darts. <laughs> off the darts. <laughs> I'm just the historian now. Well, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> in between the two wall boys, you have myself, Five Miles, aka Chief, runs with bins. And to kick this meeting off, like we do the rest, we're going to begin it with the straight arrow oath. So, for those of you in scout uniform, three-finger salute. And for those at home in civilian clothes, hand over your heart and repeat after the historian. A straight arrow tells the truth. A straight arrow loves nature. A straight arrow never orders a cucumber sandwich. And a straight arrow is always against Bill H.R. 57, which would allow the importation of South American propane. Can I get a round table? We, Matanya. We're You know what? That feels good. It tasted good. This is my first beer in like three weeks. Wow. Wow. And I'm, it's probably the only time I'm going to say a Bud Light tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, uh, are you like uh, Leanne or Bill? Is it court ordered or doctor ordered? <laughs> <laughs> this one's doctor ordered. Um, but yeah, so I'm allowed one light beer. And so <laughs> I had these Bud Lights sitting in my fridge for a while now. And the doctor works for Anheuser-Busch. I'm allowed one beer, but it's also kind of like I want to enjoy it. And that's so, what you got. Why, but when am I going to? No, I mean, that's why I haven't been drinking them uh, since. Of course, <laughs> of course. I mean, I guess you just don't want to go and buy like a light beer because they do make like better light beers than oh yeah yeah i did like like that uh but that's the other thing is like because it's the wheat it's like a it's a lager it's like it's they mean a light lager like if you get uh one with more hops you got a lot more uh it's a whole thing right well you're drinking a bud light i am uh, i'm drinking a blue buck from phillips which i've been on for the last few months and i'm not sick of them yet and i love them they're delicious they are in Ale, made from our friends Phillips, just down the highway. That is correct. And I am drinking the beer with the rabbit on the can, which is old style Pilsner, <laughs> three fifty five mil. That's a that's a, that's a two liner. <laughs> it's the cheapest thing in the store. Those hey, are good. When you were in Calgary, did they uh, were those everywhere? It was all they drank. It was all they drank. I guess we will. Jump right into the the, the <laughs> elephant the, in the, the white clubhouse. rabbit in the room. <laughs> uh, I have been away. Um, it was a very sporadic move. I got relocated with work, and they said you're moving within two weeks. So we didn't really have a lot of time to say goodbye to you guys and get our shit together before I left because I was moving house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved into a very stressful job that I wasn't able to really connect with you guys while I was over there getting settled. And then once I was settled, the days were arduous and long and frustrating and and we and wanted and also like we wanted to do it online and that just really didn't end up 
seeming as like we almost did it a few times and then it just kind of seemed like more hassle than it was fun and this is the fun yeah part. being in the clubhouse with you guys yeah. is like where the enjoyment so welcome is. home and that <laughs> yes, was can we you. get one more round table <laughs> with Matanya because that felt good yeah, yeah. that's right with Matanya I think no. it took us three nights ah. online to try and just edit one episode that yeah. we, had, yeah. we recorded just before Dustin left. And you did, you did get it. Yeah, yeah. That was the dolphin. That was that was the dolphin one that I had edited over provinces. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think we mentioned it before, but Dustin does a lot more work than Dan and I do. <laughs> I mean, so, in a different way, I do a lot more computer work. You guys definitely research. But a I mean, lot more. it was just we weren't. It wasn't fair for us to like hassle you in this new city and new job that was stressing you out, and just be like, "Hey, by the way, like, <laughs> what little <laughs> free time you have, you need to dedicate it to us." And when I say stress, like, I do not want to undersell how terrible this was. It was so <laughs> yeah. bad that I quit my career <laughs> to move back. Yeah, <laughs> and we welcome him back. <laughs> <laughs> so buy some merch. Yeah. <laughs> Full time gig right here. Yeah. So, uh, and again, thanks for the patience for for all the listeners. Just feels good to be back. Yeah, it does. It sure does. Absolutely. So, with that taken care of, um, we need to escape. Party Island. Get into the kitchen. <laughs> <and burn. laughs> So this is Escape from Party Island. It is the 17th episode of season three. This is the 52nd overall episode for King of the Hell. And it originally aired on March 16th, 1999. Damn, I was four. Yeah. <laughs> it was written by Jonathan Collier. Uh, this is his fourth of a total of ten episodes written for King of the Hill. His other three were The Wedding of Bobby Hill, Husky Bobby, and Keeping Up With Our Joneses. Huh. Uh, those are some. I like all yeah. of those episodes. Those it's your all. birthday now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the um, director is Gary McGarver, who directed one episode of The Oblongs. Oh, yes. He directed a total of 16 episodes for King of the Hill. This is this being his sixth. His other episodes were John VD Presents, Return to La Grunta, hmm. and Propane Boom, Jump and Crack Bass, King of the Ant Hill, and Square Peg. And some so he, good like, ones Yeah, those are some memorable. Yeah, sure. a lot in season one, it seems like. Because he had three in season one, mm-hmm. and then like one in the last And two. what was that guy? What was his name again? Gary McGarver. McGarver. Yeah, I remember hearing that name a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was like four clubhouses six, ago. Six times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. The synopsis for this episode is Hank accompanies his mother and some of her friends, single ladies might I add, on a trip to a museum on an island during spring break. The only problem is MTV and the college students are there too. <laughs> So we open the episode with the guys in the alley patiently awaiting mm. the arrival of Hank's mother. Bill's making some very astute observations. <laughs> <laughs> What's with Hank? Oh, I think he's worried about his mom. <laughs> Are you worried about your mom, Hank? <laughs> he's worried about his mom. 
I mean, it's like almost four o'clock and she hasn't been there. And how many beers has Hank <laughs> Like, is he in any state to drive to Port Aransas? I don't know if he is. I thought that he hasn't even like cracked a beer because he's so worried. I thought, oh, maybe it was just the other, because I thought they did like a time lapse of all the beers. Oh, they, yeah. do, they do now. Yes, I believe. There, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say there's like a little mini pile beside his foot, which is it's a different little scene than they usually do. They usually have that recycling bin when they're like yeah. tying one on. But. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know, five beers in those keys look so good. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding, of course. Of course. Eventually they do show up. And that is when we get to meet the entire gang here. And now what I'm thinking is that with Tilly and the gang, we should probably get it out of the way early so our listeners understand who we're talking about <laughs> because they're, they get confused if you aren't watching as closely as we are. Which one's Dolores? <laughs> okay, so I've kind of I've kind of marked them down with some personality traits so we can kind of get it wrapped around our heads. So obviously we know Tilly. She's wearing yellow this episode, and she looks like Hank. So, <laughs> a nicer-looking older woman. <laughs> so Tilly is obvious. We we meet Lillian. She's like it's. It, I like how they introduce it. They kind of pace it out, but I'm gonna just kind of bang them all out right here. So Lillian, she is the uh, very weak and, and docile-looking loopy one. Very carsick. Yeah, very carsick. She's in the green cardigan uh, with uh, with I believe it's a ponytail, gray hair. Maureen, she uh, hates Hank. She is the one who, with the orange hair, that's always firing up against Hank. Um, so you just remember her with the red hair. Uh, Delia, she is she's the one voiced by Betty White. She is the one who is in the red cardigan, and she gets angry quite quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Delia and Maureen seem to be like the biggest like uh, antagonists. And so was Delia the one who wanted to go to the pancake house? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and then honestly, they don't introduce the one in purple. The one, the one who says, "You know, the problem with you is they don't actually say her name in the episode." I've only you know got that? three names. Yeah, it's she's literally just listed as Tilly's friend. That's I don't know exactly, why. Yeah. Why she got short strawed? I, I listed her as the rat because <laughs> she's the one who tells on uh, Delia. But I mean, like, there is a lot of time in the episode to give her a name, right? Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, while we're here right now, I'm just going to say that throughout the episode, I'm going to refer to all these women as the Golden Girls. Yeah. <laughs> only one of them was a Golden Girl, which was Betty yeah. White. Dustin mentioned is voiced by Delia. Phyllis Diller voice voices Lillian. Uh, Maureen is voiced by Uta Hagen. And poor Dina Dietrich did not get a listing. <laughs> no that is, that is Tilly's friend. Oh, and now, no if I was going to do proper research on all four of these women, I would literally be talking for about 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, they have like 400 years worth of <laughs> acting yeah, experience I, I, between I, them. Literally, they <laughs> have some insane longevity, these, uh, yeah. these women. And I will point out that Tilly is no longer voiced by Tammy Wynette, which we have mentioned in prior episodes, and it is Beth Grant uh, currently voicing Tilly. We should throw out a Wimitanya for uh, Betty White. Wimitanya. I love a good somber Wimitanya. Yeah, those are those are good. But anyways, um, we we get to meet the crew, and I do have a burning question: that what is the difference between a buttermilk <laughs> griddle cake and a pancake? Well, you know what you make. Yes. Uh, those are really thin compared to pancakes, and the yeah. buttermilk ones are like five times bigger. Yeah, so the buttermilk, you're right, the pancake, those are the fluffy ones. Yeah. 
and the pancakes are flat. Oh, you knew the answer? Yes. Oh, yes. I didn't know it was a quiz. I don't like oh, those, big, just... those big fluffy ones, you know? Like, I don't no. like the big fluffy ones either. You remember Mitch Hedberg's joke about pancakes? Yeah, they're like... All exciting at first. <laughs> but then by the end, you're fucking sick of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you can't move after. <laughs> that's why I like your pancakes, because they're so little. Yes, that's They're right. not quite crepes, but... Yeah, they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, do you guys agree that um, waffles or... Blueberry waffles. I agree with the cranky old lady that has to have blueberries inside. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's what it means. And she, I like it because they, whatever they, wherever they were, but she didn't uh-huh. even say blue syrup. It was blue sauce. Blue sauce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, this this whole endeavor already has Hank pretty concerned <laughs> <laughs> with how this trip's going to go, unless yeah. he supervises it. It's true. Yeah, the, the last thing I have written down for that scene is Lillian is delicate. Yeah, she is delicate. Very delicate. But uh, since the Golden Girls have arrived, they're going to go inside the Hill house, and they are inside the Hill's kitchen. And Hank is still continuing to be worried because Tilly's van is pretty big. Uh, it's a lot to handle. It's more of a light truck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, honestly, uh, those, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, those Delicas. Like, you know, right-hand drives. Yeah. Those things are pretty beastly. Well, it's interesting you bring that up, Dustin, because for the first time in a long time, I moseyed my way over to the IMCDB, no, yeah. also oh, yeah. the Internet Movie Cars database. Now... <laughs> I was just as confused as the gearheads because when you see the front end of this van, it looks like there's a very clear circular oval-shaped logo, which you, you would think it was a Ford. Mm, of course. <laughs> Are you referring to the other people in the car, MDB as gearheads? <laughs> yeah, yeah, as always. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be wrong because that is the only characteristic of that van that would relate to a Ford of that era. What Windstar. The- yeah, which was a lot boxier and shorter. Dustin's right. This was a narrower, taller van, almost mm, like Toyota it was like Previa. a, a camper special. Yeah. Um, but what the gearheads had decided is it's a 1993 Mazda MPV. No, not, that's a rare. Don't confuse it with the MVP. That's true. Because it, it ain't. Is not. That's what it ain't. That's true. And I accidentally typed in Mazda MP3 when I went to <laughs> oh, uh, no. when I went to cross-reference the gearheads and my Wait, phone lit on Nissan fire. <laughs> Why are you still using LimeWire? <laughs> but uh, there is another good part about this kitchen scene um, that I don't know if you caught it, but like we learned that uh, Maureen is the like youngest of. Tilly only friend, 10 years. And only 10 years older than Tilly. So. I love that's why Tilly has to drive because she's the youngest. And I don't remember which one it is, but she's so proud that the doctor took away her license. I think because it, she, got, she doesn't have to drive. Because she got road rage. I think it's Delia, the one who's prone to being aggressive. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because she doesn't or want Delia, to. sorry. But... In between this scene or in the middle of it, I should say, we see Peggy and Hank's sidebar. And Hank is trying to convince Peggy that he has to drive. And <laughs> Peggy's just <laughs> rubbing it in his face. <laughs> like, if you just want to go to the miniature museum, Hank, just say so. I hate miniatures. I've hated them since I was a kid. Mom only took them out when she was heading into a funk. Like between the time I was 10 and 14. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a long funk. Four years of talking to (laughs) miniatures. But I guess Cotton Hill will do that to a woman. (laughs) Cotton Hill will do that to anyone. (laughs) 
So as Hanks decided that he has to drive the Golden Girls to <laughs> Port Aransas, mm-hmm. the guys are just ready with some ammunition. Enjoy your trip to the miniature museum, Hank. Hope you can fit inside. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good one. That is good. And you know what? Boomhauer has a line that he talks about the the van being like a party bus. I mean, at least that's what I made out of the the phrase. And I thought that was like a touch of foreshadowing. Because, like, they do come in encounter with a party bus does, quite later. I mean, I did listen to Boomhauer, but <clears throat> I can't remember. Does he mention Spring Break? Like, he knows that Spring Break's happening where they're going, and he hasn't said any, or they haven't understood him? Yeah, man. <laughs> Talking about that old party van, man. I'm Hank inside with them old ladies. And I'm not allowed to have a good, dog, good time with them little old ladies. Focus <laughs> <laughs> on the old ladies. Yeah, no, <laughs> it does not say spring break. No. It's almost like he was insinuating, though, like spring break with a bunch of old ladies. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you're right. If I any got. of them was going to know when high schools, or sorry, colleges. Colleges, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, Dale's. Uh, joke there. It reminded me of. I was just trying to think. I was like, "What the hell does that remind me of?" And it was uh, the ep- the unbearable blindness of Lang. Mm. <laughs> 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 when Tilly and Gary are there, and Hank goes blind, and he's wearing that big foam finger, <laughs> and Dale's like, "I know why you poked yourself in the eye. Your finger's too big." <laughs> Blindy's gone now. But Hank obviously takes offense because Hank loves his mom and he says, well, he's like, well, yeah, look at me. Yeah, taking care of my mom. Like, <laughs> what a jerk I am. And- oh, that's just hilarious. You think your mother would find that funny, Dale? Not the way you tell it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, and it is good. Dustin, like you mentioned, I think you're right that for whatever reason, Hank just, because like, uh, in my head, the, the, these scenes, the last two scenes were split up from like nighttime in the morning time, but he does just head out that night after oh, yeah. crushing beers all afternoon <laughs> <Yeah>. in the <laughs> alley. Well, that's why he's like, we got to make it there before dark, right? <laughs> so and it's like four o'clock when she shows up. So it's like 10 minutes before he's got oh, out yeah. the door. So, I mean, it's it's true though. I mean, a half cut Hank is a better driver than <laughs> yeah, Tilly in some giant minivan. That's right. And then so getting the drive all the way to Port Aransas, um, we see Hank and Tilly and the girls um, driving along the highway, and just to pass the time, Hank and Tilly are talking, <laughs> or I guess more Tilly's talking to Hank, explaining. Hank, <laughs> Hank's trying to scrounge up any small talk he can get going right now. Yeah. Is any small talk not about miniature talk. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. And we do learn about uh, Delia's low blood sugar. So we learn that she's a diabetic and that she does need to have some blueberry <laughs> pancakes every now and then to kick them back up. But not blue sauce. But not the blue sauce. But And then Hank is uh, just <laughs> cannot care less and starts looking outside. <laughs> yep. The wildflowers sure are lovely this spring. I always say there's nothing like Texas wildflowers. You think we Arizonans don't have flowers? I never said that. Tilly, that boy of yours just called me a liar. I did not. She really can get quite uh, angry. Yeah, it doesn't take long to realize that they don't care that Hank's like trying to do them a favor. No. Hank cannot win in this episode with those old ladies. That's exactly <laughs> right. They're just miserable, and Hank is now the He's, receiver. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be getting whipped by them the entire time. And while Hank is not enjoying his drive to Port Aransas, we flash back to Rainy Street while 
Peggy sings along to some Billy Joel and washes windows while Bill <laughs> is in the yard and joins in on the duet. I'm going to wake up singing this song and oh. I'm already annoyed. <laughs> oh man, I love Billy Joel. Uptown girl, you know she's living in her uptown world. When she's one, she's Does Bill like jump ahead a few verses there or is that how the song goes? <laughs> He's just in the chorus of his own head. <laughs> His dance moves are hilarious. <laughs> Yo, did you notice that the chili sauce is already on his shirt? Yeah. Have you seen the Have you seen the music video? The way Billy Joel's dancing in it? No. <laughs> no. Is it much like Bill? Uh, it's well, uh, which Bill? <laughs> <laughs> Quickly before we forget, Dustin, do you have the chili sauce clip? Uh, I do. Because I just want to say, you know how when we record with Elder Little Pond, his favorite lines are always just the way Hank says certain things? The way Bill says chili sauce <laughs> in this episode <laughs> is so funny. I tell you, Peggy, I'd never leave you for an hour and a half. Your shirt is very dirty. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not dirt. That's that's chili sauce. <laughs> <laughs> He's so excited about it. <laughs> But before we get too ahead of ourselves, I think we do need to... Do we need to hear about Billy Joel? We need to talk about Billy Joel. The Stranger. Uh, Uptown Girl is that song. That's from 1983 from the album An Innocent Man. The lyrics describe a working class downtown man attempting to woo a wealthy uptown girl. Oh, <laughs> so you can see yeah. already we're, yeah. all, we're Bill and Bill. Peg. That is yeah, Billy easy. Um, Peggy obviously is playing the Christy Brinkley role from the music video. That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was the only number one Billy, uh, Billy Joel ever got in England. For, really? It was for five weeks. Hmm. Um, it was number one in Canada, and it got to number three in the United States. Impressive. Uh, that's on Billboard. I'm surprised it doesn't get to number one. That's such a song that everybody has heard and everybody knows. I don't know what was number one, but yeah. But I mean, number three is still pretty no pretty good, pretty high up there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what if I mean eighty three? What if it was like the Ghostbusters song, dude? You ain't getting any hotter than that. No, that could be true. Um, yeah. So that's my Billy Joel facts for that song. I mean, I could go on and on. I, I, mm. I love the Piano Man. You love the Piano Man. You've seen him. Yes. No, God, no. I wish. No. Uh, no. I wish he uh, he doesn't do a whole lot of touring. I think he is going on tour. Tickets are very expensive. Very uh, expensive. Yeah. Thank you for the I'd Billy Joel. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you keeping it concise, short, sweet, and to the point. <laughs> so Hank's exhausted about all the entertainment he's gonna from these ladies. And uh, he notices that maybe he should be checking what the traffic uh, <laughs> <laughs> radio is saying. And of course, we get a protest immediately. Immediately, it makes the car sick. <laughs> like I agree. Like, can the radio make you car no. sick? Like, no, there's no way. And yeah, I think it's Maureen's. Like, no, it's an inner ear problem. <laughs> yeah, and I believe is this when we learn that she was a nurse? Yes, I think this is when we learn. 
that uh, Delia was a nurse. Delia, oh, Delia, remembering, is the red cardigan, very angry one. Right. Oh, Arizonian. Betty White. Yes, yes, Betty White. She used to be a nurse, mm. and that's why she knows all about car sick and radios. <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty stupid. Don't you think? <laughs> it sounds pretty stupid. If somebody said that, I also would be like, just turn on the fucking radio. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. this is when the, uh, the rat delivers her famous line. What should I do? The problem with you is you never know what to do. You just met me. I know your kind. Let's <laughs> <laughs> turn on the radio. <sighs> it's something like <laughs> <laughs> They're just hosing it yeah. out of the gas station. <laughs> it's the next scene. It's so yeah. animated, too. Like, Lillian's face is, like, so skinny, and her cheeks just, like, bulge <laughs> out. It's immediately when yeah. the radio turns on. I know, like, if you get car sick, like, from reading or whatever, it takes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Hank is just And even then, it it's out. not usually, like, a vomiting car sick. It's yeah. just, like, a you feel ill. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe if you're older and can't control your, yeah. your shit that well, but... Yeah, and apparently those 93 masked MP3s had, like, some sort of liner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. First, just hose it out. <laughs> Look, have you never seen a car ad for a minivan? There's always, you know, <laughs> hosing about after soccer practice. Yeah, it's, good it's either point. full of old people or very young people. <laughs> it's a feature, actually. But uh, the next scene, I'm happy to see some Bobby and Joseph hanging out, being buddies. I had no idea that they both could pop wheelies like that. Pretty impressive. Like We've got to see him pop wheelies before. Definitely Joseph. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's like, it's not like the easiest thing to do. It took me quite a little bit to learn. I mean, they're like 14. Yeah, that's about the age that you learn. But still, it's just, I don't know, Bobby, popping wheelies. It was like, cool, Bobby, nice. And they were driving by Mr. Dotree's house. uh, As I believe, (laughs) is he watering the lawn or is he just sitting on his (laughs) doorstep? (laughs) I don't remember, but he's just being his weird, creepy self. And he starts imposing his weirdness like he's trying to build this narrative that Hank's never coming back <laughs> yeah and he tells Bobby that like you know like careful with the wheelies you know, you know how your mother and I worry like, like insinuating that they worry together simultaneously whereas they're technically worrying separately and Bobby doesn't know what to say so he's like yeah, yeah. she worries about <laughs> you too Mr. Dokumen which like, at, like yes it's like a quick response but also like yeah I worry about Bill <laughs> Too. <laughs> but I mean, this is like this is that what this is after dinner now. You think probably? Uh, time? Yeah, I would yeah. say I would say after. dinner. So he's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been yeah. drinking since eleven. <laughs> like yeah. he's fully engulfed in this fantasy. Oh that yeah. He's- it's pretty funny. I mean, like, they still, it's the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah. He's drunk. But oh, I yeah. will I will say, though, that I do think Bobby's, like, reply, like, does nothing but hurt his situation and make him feel, <laughs> like, fall deeper into this delusion. He doesn't take it that way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, she yeah. does? Yes, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant, yeah. I love the... Just the absolute monster that an unsupervised drunk Bill turns into. <laughs> yeah. He's such a predator that lurking around <laughs> Peggy and Bobby's that shoulder. That is so true. But oh we, uh, the next scene, we flash back to Hank and the Golden Girls, and they are on the ferry to Port Aransas, and the old ladies are so excited, they're all going to cheers their, uh, their teas. <laughs> yeah. Look, everyone, Port Aransas. It looks like a miniature island. Oh, it's a shame it has to get bigger. 
I want to remember it like this. <laughs> Which is like if you've seen the episode, like that, that hit harder the second time I heard it, right? <laughs> well, yeah, with the little walnut. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just like I want to remember yeah. it like this. We, um, we, we quickly see the reason why Lillian is maybe so prone to vomiting. <laughs> she starts chewing on the styrofoam. <laughs> cup. Yeah, that is like what is what, what's going on there? I know it's like at that scene you're like oh. Uh, maybe Lillian shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. on this trip. She definitely feels like she should be in a home. <laughs> yeah, like under some strict supervision. Full-time care. Well, do you, Port Aransas seems like the perfect place for a woman of her age. <laughs> Would you like some Port Aransas facts? Oh, it's a real place? Oh, it's a legit place. It is in South Texas on the Atlantic Ocean in the Corpus Christi Bay. Uh, the, that's... To the Gulf of Mexico. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, there's a there's a sh- it has a ship channel. Do they sorry. have a traffic channel? Yes, sorry, a big traffic channel. It's a big spot for watching like ships come in. Oh, that's nice. Um, and it has a, it has a population of four thousand. But that's small. That's really small. But in the busy times of year, spring break, summer, yeah, it grows to about sixty thousand. Wow. And that's just people just visiting, like tourists. It's, it's a vacation town. It's like oh, gotcha, it, gotcha, gotcha. it's like I looked at, I looked into it pretty good. It's like you go fishing or camping, and that's it crazy. reminds me of like Parksville, yeah, uh, or Point Roberts. Okay, mm-hmm. um, that is a, I was that's gonna, huge growth. I was gonna say like I thought you thought you were gonna say like maybe double, triple the population, not whatever yeah, no, sixty thousand. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I would like to mention where I. Uh, I so I did some digging. Now, oh, no. a little bit of like backstory on this was yeah. that we originally intended to record this episode a long time ago. My notes like, are dated March twentieth, twenty twenty one. Okay, there you go. <laughs> wow. Wow. Seriously. You have your OGs. Has it been that? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Two years, okay. basically. <laughs> so wow, I can't believe it's been two. Anyway, so what I did uh, then was found this YouTube channel called Boondockin' with Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. And I have been, like, it has been part of my YouTube <laughs> subscriptions, I guess, for two years now. And uh, what he does is he, do you know what Boondockin' is? Uh, no. I don't know, are there saints involved? <laughs> no. Um, it's living in, your, living in your truck. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, so... Dennis, he just boondocks around, like, South Texas, mm-hmm. and Port Aransas is one of the places that he goes and, like... Boondocks. And boondocks, and, like, he'll watch the ships, and, like, he makes and so he makes videos on... It's like that Otis Redding song. Yeah, sitting on the sitting dock. Sitting on the dock of a bay. But does he, like, have a camper with his truck? Or nope. he sleeps, like, in... A canopy. A canopy. Yeah, okay. if you watch his channel, he, like, goes through all of it. It's, like, kind of cool. And, like... <laughs> and he doesn't drive a Mazda MPV? No, if Ford... Ford... I don't know, F something, 50. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> a couple of dozen wheelers. <laughs> um, but it's like, he's he's a fun he's a fun channel, and, uh, and he goes to Port Aransas a lot. That's and so, awesome. like, I got to go, we walked around on the beach of Port Aransas, and, uh, yeah, so it's like, a, it's a nice video, like, it's a nice channel to watch, drink your coffee, and watch... Dennis just do whatever he's doing. Fair enough. <laughs> it Dennis. looks like a sweet place. I, I just think that it's hilarious that, like, I have been 
Like this channel has been on my YouTube, <laughs> and I've been watching it for like this since long. then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, it's just it's yeah. It's, That's actually hilarious. It's pretty entertaining. It's nice to come full circle sometimes. <laughs> eh? Um, one of the videos he did. Now I I looked at the last few Porter Aranzas videos he did, just today, just to to see, and he actually um was talking about the Porter Aranzas ferry, mm-hmm. and how the uh, the government or the whatever the city Mm -hmm. i should say uh bought it and made it free so it's still free to this day oh wow and as it runs 24 hours as far as i can tell it runs 24 hours wow okay i was gonna poke some holes in like the logic of this but this makes sense yeah they uh fucking take some notes bc fairies so like i was on it when like when he was driving it i was like watching the video yeah you were on the ferry i was on the ferry okay (laughs) it's first person view i was on the ferry and uh it's short like it's not like a long ferry okay so like it may even be a cable ferry oh wow oh yeah okay it looks just like the small gabriola ferry or the small uh salt spring island ferry yeah yeah but yeah that's pretty sick well, that's interesting. I hope we can get at least somebody to go check out... Dennis. Don't, what's the channel name? <laughs> oh, Boondocking with Dennis. Thank you. Oh, I thought you meant Port Aransas. <laughs> no, no, nobody... I was like, don't, dude, Dennis has been there. <laughs> no, go check out Dennis. He's yeah, Boondocking. yeah. We wake up in the next scene... Uh, Early in the morning, there's got to be an emergency. I think Delia might have puked again. Uh, <laughs> but Hank uh, gets out in his skivvies and answers the door to find all the ladies dressed up and ready to go, <laughs> hurrying Hank up because they're going to be late <laughs> for the museum. They've all got their, like, Easter egg color sweaters <laughs> yes. on and, like, their big bags yes. that they don't need and makeup like, done I, and like <laughs> old ladies don't move fast so like they were up at like four minimum <laughs> yeah, well I was it. thinking about that and like normally Hank's the one like banging on the door being like we gotta get there bright and early exactly uh, I mean obviously like everybody knows a museum doesn't open till like <laughs> 11 <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. that's right Hank's so funny too in the, like the original knock he's like whoa what? Like he's just <laughs> in such a dead sleep, and like he would be after the drinking and the driving and mm-hmm. putting up with those old ladies. Like he's passed out, and like he even puts a protest. Like, can I at least shave? And they're like, No, there's <laughs> no way. So uh, we hurry on over to the museum, which we don't get much explanation what time they got there, how long they waited outside to get in, but you imagine multiple hours outside the See, front door. It doesn't door. open till nine. Yeah. So. Uh, Anyways, um, we get in there and we get to see uh, Maureen being very impatient and gets a little snippy with Hank. Looks like we might have gotten here a little early. (laughs) What's the big joke? (laughs) It's not a joke. Then it's us, isn't it? Apparently we amuse you in some way. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is some of the banter that I love the most because that sums up this whole this whole episode and a this bit of a joke for right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Just so much back and forth. And then we get to see a little little setup of uh, of a, a nice gentleman doing a uh, miniature painting behind some glass in his little office there, mm-hmm. and they all ogle over the one and only Lyle Neff. Lyle Neff. Now, Lyle Neff. Denim, have you heard about Lyle Neff before? I have, yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. Just from King of the Hill? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, that makes oh, okay. sense. Yeah, yeah, because I did a quick Google search of Lyle Neff. Neff. He doesn't exist in real life. Oh, that's Yeah, true unfortunately, bad. he's not a real miniature painter, but I will have you know, he is a Canadian poet. Oh, really? Lyle Neff. Does he, by chance, play Warhammer? So, no. <laughs> Does but, he paint miniatures? No, he doesn't. I wish that he did. Yeah, okay. But he was born in 69, and uh, he was actually born in Vancouver. Would you believe that? Wow, that's so, close to us. That is close wow, to us. Wow, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, there's only one piece of information that I thought was pretty interesting about Lyle Neff. Um, he was known for his hot-headed nationalism. Oh. And elaborate profanity. Okay. So I thought it was kind of a, a nice uh, juxtaposition, if you will. <laughs> and uh, Lyle Neff had three controversial laws for Canadian writers that he wrote, he published, and there was a lot of talk about this. But these were his three rules if you're going to be a writer in Canada. Number one, don't ask for subsidies from the Canadian people. Number two, don't teach. And number three, don't work for Americans. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> wow, I'm glad you clicked on this guy because I wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> number one, stay away from my fucking Percocets. <laughs> number two, do you have, have any fucking Percocets? Percocets. <laughs> so while we're uh, while we're still on Lyle Neff, now uh, there was one person who did voices on this episode that wasn't listed with a character, so I can only assume that this man was the one who voiced Lyle Neff. His name is Rich Rinaldi. Rich Rinaldi has no voice acting credits. What does Rich Rinaldi do, you may ask? Well, he was an assistant to the producers on King of the Hill for 42 episodes from 1997 till 2002, and I guess was just hanging around one day. <laughs> hey man, do you think I could be on one today? So, <laughs> wait, and are the kids in the bar named? Uh, they are. Oh, Ran yeah. Randy and Chad. No, I meant their voice actors. <laughs> they oh. are. Um, but yeah, that's Lyle Neff. Wow. Nice. All right. And, and then so when we get to see Lyle Neff, because we don't get to hear him speak yet, um, which I'm going to actually say just No, he's up. behind glass. He's behind glass, of course, working in silence. But um, remind me when he does talk that I need to gush because he does amazing for a non-voice like actor. All right. But anyways... Um, we get to see them argue a little bit, and I want your guys' opinions as well. On the purple creature that he is painting that has a, a beach ball on its nose, do you think it's a seal? It's obviously a seal. It's an otter? Well, he wouldn't waste his time with a trash mammal. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> That's a nice-looking uh, seal. It is an otter. Lyle Neff would never waste his time on seals. Seals are trash mammals. Everybody knows that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. No, I uh, mean, no. You know, I've never heard of a circus otter before. Yeah, yeah otters mean, can't do that. Have you seen an otter? Like, Aren't they more trashier? Actually, I was talking to a guy today. Otters are pretty trashy. They're I mean, like a slippery raccoon. Yeah, like, skinny. I literally heard a story today of a guy who used to live on a houseboat and like. Anyways, Steve was asking him. He's just like, man, why do you like stink so bad? He's like, well, the otters got into my basement and ruined all my clothes. <laughs> so his clothes smell like otter, which oh, smell like fuck. shit. Um, anyways, it was the cutest infestation ever. <laughs> they are cute, but they're also like they roll around in garbage. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, they are the trash mammals. Yeah, and also they don't look anything like a seal. <laughs> and just to clarify, <laughs> it's the river otters are like the slimy, weaselly ones. The sea otters are the cute, fluffy ones that float on their backs and hold hands yeah, with the those other ones. Yeah, those ones are very sweet. Mm -hmm. I've um, seen them both. 
Me too, yeah. Cayuca, hey? Lots of those yes. ones out there. Oh, yeah. Actually, and uh, Victoria, I saw one. And we were, mm-hmm. like, walking down the seawall, and there was one. There's some big brown thing just, like, spiraling in the dirt. <laughs> and I had no, no idea what this thing fucking <laughs> was. Is that a whirling we were like, we, Yeah. <laughs> we were all like, holy shit. <laughs> and then it, like... <laughs> And then it like it like stopped and scurried away. And we're like, holy fuck, that thing was weird. Yeah, I love seeing those things. River otters, not so much, but sea otters are cool. So I got a question for both of you before we get off topic. Um, who had the scrawnier mustache, Lyle <laughs> Neff or Carlo? Carlo. <laughs> Vincent Price. <laughs> How about John Waters? Can I take can I call an audible and go with John Waters? He's got go the skittiest. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> I will ask you two bros, what do you do after a long morning of observing miniatures at the museum? Only I, a couple things I could think of. Yeah, I definitely need a spot of tea. You head to the tea house <laughs> yeah. for some cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> and that's where we find Hank and the Golden Girls. And <laughs> Tilly orders for Hank, which is hilarious. Like, she orders <laughs> six cucumber sandwiches. Hank has to change it to the hamburger sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) One of the golden girls is like, the cucumber sandwiches are delicious. They're insulted. (laughs) And you know what? Like this scene, I thought like I noticed, and I think we talked about this before this, this episode is filled with just like a lot of really quick short scenes. Mm -hmm. And this was one that I was kind of like looking at being like, why did we even need this scene? Like, like, yeah, sure, it's funny, but, like, what does it progress? And so I took, like, a little kind of, you know, step back and looked at it again. And I think this is the scene where you really start to see and feel Tilly's frustration with Hank, that he cannot allow the, her group of friends to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's really getting embarrassed that, like, you're taking us on this trip that we didn't even ask you to take us on, and you're being a bummer. You have mm-hmm. to fit in and do what we do. And yes. we eat cucumber sandwiches yeah, exactly. at this tea house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Hank wants to go and chat with his mom. Because, yeah, he does kind of see that he needs to go and, like, be more personal on this trip and kind of he's be less frustrated all the time. He's checking in on his mom. Yeah. I think he, he felt some of that animosity at the exactly. tea house. Yeah, and, I mean, it is getting late. They need to go to bed. I think it was about <laughs> 7.30 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so as Hank goes in to check on his mom, his mom is busy checking on her miniatures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she does kind of, like, this is where she, I feel like, lets Hank in a little bit because mm-hmm. she says, like, they're happy here. Like, they're home. Mm-hmm. And, like, it also well, she, kind of, like, extends her. Like, this is where she wants to be. She's telling him what Lyle Neff, like, says to Hank at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, this is what they tell me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's it, seeing the world. It definitely triggers Hank. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, we get a look into why that would trigger Hank. <laughs> I'll help you with your dishes. <laughs> Mom? <laughs> Mom, what should I do? <laughs> Mom! It's just a sink full of plates just getting smashed <laughs> with a chair. <laughs> it is a very disturbing and dark scene. Yeah. And we see a young, young Tilly just like petting. Yeah. One you, of what you see is Hank in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it one more time. I'll help 
to with your dishes. <laughs> Mom? <laughs> Mom, what should I do? Mom? There's, there's been so many times where I'd rather smash my dishes than do them. <laughs> oh, it's funny, too, like, with how big that chair is and like yeah, I, I was laughing at the angle like, there's no way he can even read the way they draw it he's like on a plane with the top of the sink which is there's no way yeah all the bottom dishes were still intact <sighs> and that so. scene does end with Hank getting a wig thrown at him yes yeah, that's actually that true is. yeah it's Delia's wig who, yeah. we, li- who we learn uh, is what she say? she's like do you ever stop talking <laughs> 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 so anyways we get to look back at what's happening on Rainy Street and we get uh, we get a little uh, scene of I believe it is Peggy and Luann uh, cleaning up after dinner. I think it is. Yeah, just tidying up the house and uh, and Bill has to just <laughs> intrude. <laughs> Cleaning. How did you get it, Bill? <laughs> you gave me a key, remember? When you went on vacation. So I could feed Ladybird. That was six years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's probably a good thing I held on to it, too. After all, you never know. I and- want it back. Now. <laughs> that that reminds like when I first heard that line and there was like when you went on vacation, I was like, Oh, like the Meatod Congo probably. <laughs> yeah. It's like no way oh, they've already <laughs> yeah. made that mistake way long ago. I was trying to think of it in that episode, like, did they get Bill to watch Ladybird or did they even address it? I don't think it's ever spoken. You know, it's probably Boomhauer, if I had to guess. Yeah, I mean he'd be more He's the only normal one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of the I was three. Say, or I mean, even Joseph is old enough at that time. Uh, if to, Joseph uh, has the key, Dale has the key. <laughs> Dale's in Mexico. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> He'd have one of his guys come in and plant bugs. Anyone but Bill. Yeah, and speaking of Bill, uh, we do. Uh, I do like that we get to just watch Peggy and Luann the whole time because uh, Peggy's just kind of like, oh, it's okay, like as long as he doesn't take the trash <laughs> yeah. into his house. <laughs> Why is he hugging it? <laughs> Bill's parting gift, yeah, trying to be the nice guy and take the trash out for them. But uh, of course, he takes it home. Because <laughs> Bill's a monster in this yeah, episode. He is. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So uh, does the, he still have the chili sauce on his shirt in the scene? Uh, I think I don't know. I can't remember. Is he wearing his suit yet? No. No, no. not yet. <laughs> we we head back to Port Aransas, and uh, I'm really glad I got to talk about this scene because Hank gets to sneak off because the Golden Girls have gone to bed, and yeah, it is like seven o'clock, and so he heads down to the snack shack for. <laughs> Uh, something that sounds hilarious and delicious. Uh, <laughs> dune burgy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get your dune You the clip. I'll have a dune burgy, medium rare, and a beer. That's another thing is the medium rare. We don't do that in Canada. No, but they always, I'm always never prepared for it when they ask me in the States. You're not allowed in Canada to tell them how you want your burger cooked because it's the same. You You get it cooked. cooked. (laughs) You get it well done. Yeah. (laughs) It is weird, you know. I've accidentally, like, undercooked my burger patties more than once, and it's like... Mushy, gushy, gross. Yeah, it's, it's... Jarring. It's yeah, like, it's I don't want this. No. <laughs> I mean, not ground beef. No, I don't want that. But no, no. Uh, technically, it's safe. Uh, well, yeah. But but it still has. To, yeah. yeah. Not not for us. Not for me. Not for, not us. for me. But uh, Hank's two saviors walk in. A uh, couple of college boys, <laughs> Chad and Randy. They're, they're both. One's got a Longhorns shirt on. One's got a Texas A and M. I thought shirt that on. that was funny because like. I mean, those are rivals. And, mm-hmm. like, Hank clearly singled out Longhorns, bro. 
Yeah, he wants to go over the entire fifty-three yeah. bed. <laughs> Slow down, fellas. We still got the whole bench to go. Yeah. I love that he thinks he's at—I don't know—like some corner, you know, like some local sports bar where these like dudes want to talk sports with some random dude. He buys them a beer and they guzzle them back. <laughs> yeah. That is that is when we get the first uh, the first taste of what is to come. Uh, Let me buy you a beer and we can talk some football. So don't mind if we do. <laughs> hey, fellas, slow down. We've got the whole bench to go over. <laughs> I tell you, this is just what I needed. I spent the day with about five hundred years of old lady. Well, if they could see me now having a beer and a hamburger, <laughs> I'd push them right over the edge. I tell you what. <laughs> this, this, it almost did. Those bros and that scene is just like <laughs> such out of like American pie. <laughs> it's like the it's the moment where the hero gets what he wants. He gets his dude, yeah. Bergie, <laughs> and then the MTV spring break bus pulls yeah, up. Yeah, that is like that is the midpoint of the episode. Too. That's like right a halfway commercial break. Like he gets a success, but at a cost. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you just see like people piling in the doors of that like little <laughs> bar or whatever it is. Like, yeah. Oh, no geez. one's there to sit and talk football and <laughs> yeah. for a couple hours. Where's Kid Rock? <laughs> uh, they do have the offspring, though. Do you want to chat a bit about the offspring? Yeah. We What's your favorite about- part in that song, Dustin? <laughs> so when I was, I would say, probably five years old, um, I got a CD burnt from my uncle that had that song on it. And I recall in our old stand-up stereo system that I would dance around the living room listening to that song. And uh, every time the part came by that said, Now cruising in his pinto, he sees homies as he passed. But if he looks twice, they're gonna kick his lily ass. So <laughs> That's and, your favorite part. And, and because I was like five years old and like cuss <laughs> words were like... like a, 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 a taboo. <laughs> I was like, "Holy sh! I can just hear this bad <laughs> word whenever." And so I would like rewind it and like listen to that part, and like my hair stood up on end, like my blood was just going, the adrenaline. I was running around the living room because that was just like the coolest thing. And I listened to it enough times that the CD had to get taken away. Oh, Dad me. was mad. Dad and was like, "You can't listen to this anymore. Yeah, You're abusing it." And like, I was all like, you want to hear is the word "ass." <laughs> and like, I was like in my mind gearing up to play that CD at my sixth birthday party. <laughs> oh and no! I wasn't allowed to play it. <laughs> oh, that would have been so fun. You would have been the coolest. I would have been in the kindergarten. That chuck a bottle. Chuck a can was that on there too? Chuck a can probably. I really remember just like white disc like that. So I remember it. Great song. No more. Great song. But now da- you could turn it up and rock. Now and I can rock out all the time. Dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, fun fact about Offspring. Mm-hmm. First, that song, "Pretty Fly for White Guys" from 1998 from the album Americana. Yeah, great, great album. Um, the I always think that this part is just so fun about Offspring. Uh, during the band's early days, Noodles, he's the guitar player, mm-hmm. uh, he worked as a janitor at Earl Warren Elementary School in Garden Grove. And then when Smash, that Smash album came out, yeah, he was like, before, like, 
he was all planning on quitting the band. Yeah. So he could just focus on his janitorial career. <laughs> Obviously. But then come out and play took off. So he like was I'll like, stick around. Sorry. And you know what? He promised that he would stick around till the end of the school year. So the band like didn't go on tour immediately until until, until <laughs> school was out. Because yeah. dude was so committed to his janitorial job for him, at man. the elementary school. Like respect on that. Yeah. So oh. Hank wakes up to this knock on the door is now a, a, a boy puking. <laughs> <laughs> this is no longer the old ladies waking him up at 4.30. I think, the, I think this party was rocking at around 5.30. Like, it was... Mm-hmm. And it's such like a... Just, you know, this motel is just like, whatever. It's just like the run-of-the-mill motel. And then when there's like all these frat kids there, how it's perfectly just like... you know, It's oh, like a Bon Jovi concert. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I've been to this exact place, different area, but, like, um, back in, like, uh, I want to say, like, 2013 or 2014, I went to Kelowna for Center of Gravity, a big EDM music festival. And right across, like, the the festival grounds on, like, the main street, like, across it, there is the Hotel Zed. And if you go... if you go, We stayed there. If you go on Google right now, on Google Images, and you look up Hotel Zed in Kelowna, you get to see, like, the VW van pink with, like, flowers on it painted out front. It's, like, a wacky colored. And it's the same type of motel setup. Like, it's not a full U, but it's, like, two walls side to side looking at each other. Yeah. And, like, it was rock. And it was like I, there was people that I didn't like. I was going in rooms I didn't know who belonged to. <laughs> was there a I was on the, the left middle? side. I was on the right side. No parking lot in the middle. All parking lot in the middle. Uh, but it was like it was crazy. I definitely thought I was going to get stabbed at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those hotel zeds are everywhere. They're making the motel cool again. Yeah, they're everywhere now. There's a sec- There's one with a secret arcade in Tofino. Oh, I was going like to bring up the arcades. Tofino one. I haven't been. I don't think since it's been fully built. But we stayed at the one in Victoria. After mm-hmm. the final Tragedy hip. hip concert. Yeah. That was fun. It's near the uh, strip club, too, which is no, convenient. No, not anymore. Well, when we went, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> not that that matters or anything. We only drove by. <laughs> <laughs> we could go in there. But obviously, this solidifies that Hank realizes that he is now in the middle of spring break. Texas style. <laughs> but the, the next Poor morning. Poor style. Poor Aransas. The next morning. Big Spring Breakdown. <laughs> yeah, 60,000 people. Go check out Dennis's videos on his spring break. It I'll, looks I'll like a, look. a good time. The next morning, and this scene's so funny because somehow everything's cleaned up, and those old ladies Hank's like, you guys didn't hear that? And they're like <laughs> <laughs> tuning up their hearing aids. And they all slept through this giant party. And it's so funny, too, because like – like the, the as clueless as they are, they think that the whole party is here to visit the museum. <laughs> oh, so yeah. they're like, it's gonna be a madhouse. <laughs> uh, Lillian, I think my favorite golden girl. She's like, something smells unpleasant in this hallway. <laughs> I smell something unpleasant in this hallway. It's making me rather. <sighs> it's it's all the vomit. It is the vomit. It's all the vomit. That's right. And then uh, we get to the museum, and uh, Hank is, yeah, he's getting ever more, like, anxious of the situation. He's got these old ladies to deal with. Now he's got thousands of partying spring breakers. And he asks his mom, he goes, that man asked you to show him your high beams. (laughs) Do you know what that meant? Until he's completely oblivious. He goes, well, Hank, I've been driving longer than you (laughs) have. 
But she says it's so, like, indignant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of this scene, uh, after all the chaos, Tilly gets distracted immediately because she sees a tiny glass unicorn, which, unbeknownst to us or anyone not in the tiny miniature world, very hard to come by, very hard to find, and there's one there for Tilly right now. Do you want to see my miniature unicorn? <laughs> <laughs> Keep it. I seen stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It came with my Blade Runner DVD set. (laughs) And then we get to see back uh, in Arlen uh, a quick little scene of Bill at the supermarket. (laughs) Blakey! Isn't it funny we ran into each other here just by chance? I didn't even know you shopped at this market. It's the one closest to the house, Bill. I think so, too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just a happy conversation that they're having. So now he's stalking. I mean, he already kind of was, but now he's left the alley. This is now for sure stalking because it's not from the comfort of his own home. (laughs) Peggy thought she was in the comfort of her own home. (laughs) That's also true. Until he barged in there. I love Bill's uh, enthusiasm and confidence inviting them to his barbecue. Yeah, which of course is going to be at 4 o'clock. And like she, like Peggy confirms that no, I will be not at the barbecue. (laughs) And Bill, again, delusional, I'll see you there. (laughs) And it's got to be around lunchtime when he runs into them. Maybe it's late morning, but, I mean, it's the day of, and he's like, I'll see you at four. Like, yeah. As if they have anything better to do than go have a barbecue <laughs> with Bill. And, like, I just love that, like, she confirms, no, I won't be there, and he's at the store buying the meat for the barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> he could back out then and there and not get it if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After that scene ends, we head back to Port Aransas, and we're back in the tea house, and Hank thinks the tea house is going to be a safe haven. No. (laughs) He opens those doors and it's packed full of people. It might as well be a bar. And they sit down at their table. (laughs) And there's these garage doors, I guess, that were unbeknownst to us that just fly open. (laughs) (laughs) And who greets them but Pauly Shore. Gentlemen and ladies, let's take a vote. Warm water. (laughs) <laughs> now I got a, I got a serious question. What what would you pick? <laughs> <laughs> well, the cold cold water. <laughs> Gonna make their oh, God. Gatorade all down his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nicely done. Nice, thank you. It is nice to hear a friend of the podcast, Pauly Shore, back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank God we got Pauly. He back. did like one of our tweets. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one we said he was cool. Yeah, I don't know. If we have to go in depth on Pauly Shore again. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I've got some Pauly Shore. Do you, okay, do, okay. Do, do you got some Pauly Shore? No, no, no. Okay, I'll quickly do... I st- did watch Son-in-Law. Uh, <laughs> was that research or was that for fun? Uh, we talked about Pauly Shore briefly in the episode where uh, Bobby and Joseph want to rent in Seedle Man. And Dale mm, goes... Of course. Yeah. We anyway, see the chips. Pauly Shore, a.k.a. the Weasel, born February 1st, 1968, is an <laughs> American actor, comedian, and filmmaker. 
Paulie started as a stand-up comedian at age 17 before becoming an MTV VJ in 1989. His first big role came in 92, playing Stoney Brown alongside Sean Astin and Brandon Fraser in Encino Man. Uh, a string of movies followed throughout the 90s, including Son-in-Law, In the Army Now, in the Army Jerry Dewey, Biodome, and not one but two Limp Biscuit music videos, Break Stuff and Get Together Now. Fuck yeah. Yes, and uh, since we're all Beastie Boys fans here, Paulie played Kid Number 3 in the 1989 film Lost Angels, starring Adam Adrock Horvitz cool. and our good friend David Herman as Carlo. <laughs> Whoa, that's sick. I, uh, I, I think I'm going to have to remember and find jury duty because uh, <laughs> I got called. Did no you? way. I did. You got, you're on jury duty? Yeah. Did you tell them you were corrupt? No. <laughs> I did it. But is this price? the second time I've been summoned for jury Maybe duty? Maybe you did good the first time. I didn't. It didn't go to court the first one, yeah, so I didn't go. All right, you're overdue then. I will uh, say before we get anywhere else... Um, <laughs> the Rockadillo and how awesome he is. And did you guys catch oh, his, fuck yeah. his catchphrase? Sloppy Joe's. Okay, I thought it might have okay, so he's like, not saying Sloppy Joe's, is he? Yeah. I thought it was I I'm thought it was Polly Joe Polly Shore is singing Sloppy Joe yeah, in the I voice mean, of Adam Sandler. No, it is totally Polly Shore. The fucking armadillo says like <sighs> And like I I was like, okay, what the fuck is that armadillo noise? So <laughs> it's making a weird noise. So yeah, I, I heard him grunting. Okay, Okay, so I want your guys' opinion on quality because I downloaded some armadillo sounds. Oh, God. And I want you to tell me, is he close or is he not close? So this is the sound of an armadillo. Oh. <laughs> He's pretty close. He's pretty close. That's close. He's <laughs> pretty close. Close to what? What he, he was doing. Look at that. Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's close. The rockadillo. So amongst the panic, I believe Hank recognizes a couple of youngsters in the crowd. <laughs> Randy! Randy! Chad! It's me, Hank! <laughs> hey, it's that dude from last night. <laughs> <laughs> so they throw water balloons at him, obviously, because what else do you do to a guy that bought you beers? <laughs> He is wearing a white shirt. <laughs> Hank's asking for it. Yeah, but, uh, he does have a white shirt. Hank, in theme with the entire episode, he takes one uh, for the ladies and he jumps in front of the water balloon that <laughs> is does. about to splash them. But even a little bit, it got on Delia, and she was still very unimpressed. His only allies betrayed him. <laughs> <laughs> so now we get to see the most depressing scene in the entire episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> barbecuing? No, go away. This is Peggy's. She's got no one to do her barbecuing now that Hank's left her. Left her? He's only on a two-day trip with his mom. And four other single women. <laughs> <laughs> He's grilling for nobody yeah. except himself. He's in his Dale, suit, Well, he too. could be grilling for Dale and like, if he just say, come on over. <laughs> and he's got a barbecue full. And, like, that I... That spread. I, I know how much that cost, and it's not cheap. And is oh. Bill employed... 
I swear to God that every grocery store I've been to, there is an old man staking out the meat cooler saying, can you believe the price of meat these days? <laughs> <laughs> because it is, a, it is an occurrence every single time. <laughs> I think they just use, they are in working shifts. I mean, sometimes when they're not there, I'll be the guy. <laughs> <laughs> price of meat these days, huh? Anybody that'll Anybody listen. That'll Anyone. Listen. You can't see it from that angle, but you can, like, what's written on the side of it, of the grill, but you can see that he's still using that Agent, Agent Orange, Orange barrel yeah, that's, like, probably. cut in half. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, no wonder nobody wants to eat his fucking mustard gas steak. That's right. And uh, we do have to mention that he is fully dressed in, in a suit now. Yeah. Uh, because, because he's kind of put it on an no impression. No belt, though. Yeah. He's <laughs> getting slowly and slowly more disheveled in that suit. Yeah. <sighs> and then we we, 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 cut, we cut back, I believe, to Port Aransas. Oh, so yeah. now we're, uh, this is this when Hank tries to report the car ahead of him. <laughs> How's my driving? I'll tell you. Mom, write this number down. 1-800-E-A-T-S-H. Ah, <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> I love how he just like slowly like tucks his head in the window but still says the H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like you gotta like, you'd read it before you started speaking it out loud. Oh, it's like a super obnoxious MTV like van. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, and then this is where, uh, um, we get really the catalyst a- as to why they, uh, they gotta get out of there. Spring Break 99 continues with some of the hottest bands, bars, and buns on the port I call our ancestors. Am I right, I'll rock a I Oh my god. And so um I thought that like that is hilarious because I remember watching those SNL Best of Adam Sandlers and watching the Sloppy Joe. So actually I got some pretty fun facts about that. I got some fun facts too, so let's yeah? go back to that. Okay, well, I'll start off just saying that it is Lunch Lady Land. This is the name of the song. Um, And on the original SNL skit, Chris Farley plays the Lunch Lady. Yes. And it aired January 15th, 1994 Mm -hmm. in that episode, Counting Crows Were the Musical Guest. Mm. Um, And Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne was the host. (laughs) But... um, the more important is that this is 99 that this comes out. Yes. 98 is when the SNL Bad Boys video came out, and that would have included Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And uh, SNL Best of Adam Sandler came out in 99. So it must have been like... He's, he's at a peak right now of yeah. like popularity. And uh, also, I just wanted to mention that at, uh, simultaneously, that same year, Big Daddy came out Ooh, on yeah. uh, in, in theaters, 1999. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking to myself, like, okay, if it comes out in 1999, he's probably not, like, filming it. Like, it's probably, like, like almost done and about to be released. So what do you think Adam Sandler's doing at this moment in time? So I took a look, and little Nicky 
I was going to say Little Nicky's 2000. Little Nicky's 2000. So he was probably acting in Little Nicky. And then I also found out that there was a Little Nicky Game Boy Color game. Oh, fuck yes. I've played it. Did you know about that? <laughs> yes, I know did. About I've played it. it. Yes. No. So um, he was doing some voice acting for this Little Nicky game. And I, I just watched some some gameplay footage of it. And it is like the most horrendous, like bit crushed voice acting that you've ever heard. It's a Game Boy Color. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like he just says like, you know, whenever like the guy Achilles gets... Achilles hearing, hearing aid is bigger than the speaker <laughs> in that thing. <laughs> but you, you can hear such famous lines of, let's rock and roll as well as I want to take a mulligan on that one yeah. <laughs> and get in the flask <laughs> that's a big one I feel the only one of the few things I remember from that movie was the Popeye's chicken is the shiz <laughs> <laughs> dude my favorite part of that movie is that he bought they bought Led Zeppelin's tour bus but forgot and stocked it with beer but forgot to stock it with a uh, pilot that crashed shortly <laughs> after takeoff <laughs> and then it just shows the two of them rocking out in hell <laughs> So obviously, after finding out that Adam Sandler is about to play live, um, <laughs> we need to get out of here. Like this is no longer a safe place because they're gonna go savage. Well, I don't remember what part it is at exactly, but Hank's like, "We got to get out of here before they run out of beer and start <laughs> rioting." And that crowd is fucking crazy. So he's not wrong. No, I think I think you're right because like I don't know about you, but there's a certain point in this episode where I start to get like. Um, I draw a lot of parallels from Woodstock '99, like <laughs> happening because I I watched that documentary and that was that was yeah. that was pretty scary. That's what happened. Yeah, over overcharged people and underserved them. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, besides alcohol, basic yeah. necessities like yeah. shelter and water, water and yeah. cool. Uh, they're gonna air get mad. Yeah. And so H- Hank is right. Like if they run out of beer, like they're gonna riot. Well, I mean, Limp Bizkit was playing break stuff. Do not blame the biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) There, you're packed. But we haven't seen the Glade of Elsinore at the museum. Forget about the museum. We've got to get off this island before they run out of beer and start rioting. The Glade of Elsinore is crafted from real flowers. That means the pigments fade, stupid. I don't care. We're leaving. (laughs) Hank is finally not going to... Be walked on by these uh, the Golden Girls. Anymore. I mean, yeah, but I mean, he fucking tagged along. Yeah, yeah, he did. He can suck this. it up and go see the Glade of Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't want the colors to fade. I mean, it is real pigments. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking, or I'm trying to imagine now how the weekend would have went if Hank didn't go. <laughs> it would have been fantastic. It would have a lovely time. They have a great they time. They would have, they would have yeah. quietly sat in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the van would have got picked up and moved down to the road. They would have slept through everything. Yeah, they, they wouldn't would have, have noticed. They would have noticed the damn thing. They would just fucking be at the museum. <laughs> Or out front of it while it's close. That's right. I mean, the tea house, they probably don't. They wouldn't know how to cope Well, the that. tea house is where the garage doors opened up and Polly Shore made an appearance. <laughs> I mean, maybe Tilly might have shown some high beams. You never know. They could have they gotten into it. Oh, and grinders, and grinders. Navy beans, navy beans, navy beans, navy beans. Hokies and grinders, hokies and grinders. Navy beans, navy beans, meatloaf sandwich. Sloppy Joe, sloppy, sloppy Joe, sloppy Joe, sloppy Joe. Shucky ducky, quack quack. <laughs> it's funny, Dustin. I've been hearing you 
tonight sing different parts of this <laughs> and I didn't know what you were doing <laughs> and then when I heard it together it's like oh I've, I know this you know <laughs> I've heard this before grinders, holgies and grinders Dustin's been puttering babies around the Dustin's been puttering around the clubhouse <laughs> saying hoagies and grinders was, for about six hours. Fuck, you should have seen me six <laughs> hours ago. I was making hoagies and grinders. <laughs> oh, I thought it was another one of some of you guys' weird YouTube videos <laughs> that you've been watching. <laughs> but are we... Where are we? Before the scene ends, Hank has everybody in the van, and Tilly has a moment of... Revelation. She realizes that she forgot her unicorn. And I had thought that, like, oh, she had already purchased it. But, like, no, she needs to go get her unicorn from Lyle Neff at the museum. I thought she, oh, wait, I thought she lost it. She hadn't purchased it yet. She knew that she wanted it. And she hadn't even bought it yet. I feel like she bought it and maybe it wasn't ready yet. Like, maybe they had to package it or something. Later, we do see her. Like, the he gasp I thought was like, I have forgotten it. And I thought that too, but like, then why would we find her at the museum purchasing it? Oh. Because that's right. where Hank finds her, is at yeah, the till. She's, she's like petting it. And she, she does say that tiny glass unicorns are just as hard to find as real unicorns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Golden Girls are total agreement. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't leave without mine. Now I've had enough, Mom. Forget the damn unicorn and all these stupid little dolls from when you went weird. Oh, Delia was right. Hank, you are impossible. Which one of you is Delia? She is. I could commit you like that. <laughs> That's why I call her the rat. <laughs> I could commit you like that. <laughs> I love that line so much. Instead of continuing to chase... After his mom, he decides to go and kind of calm down the Golden Girls a bit, so he brings them all tea <laughs> <laughs> to tie them over while he's searching I for Tilly. About that. <laughs> yeah, me too. That actually had me asking like a burning question, and I have it for the both of you. When was the last time you were Logie? <laughs> Logie? <laughs> That's like, what, too much cream in your tea? <laughs> I wanted milk, not cream. Cream makes me logy. That's why I went to the doctor. That's why I'm only allowed one Bud Light. <laughs> Any more would make me logy. Fair. Do, do you know what logy means? Like phlegmy? No, actually. That's, that actually seems better. Uh, it, it means like lethargic, dull and heavy in body and oh, mind. I see. Yeah, that's about right. That yeah. sounds like... That yeah. sounds like what the word logy would mean. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like it sounds like loogie to me. It makes it really, me like phlegmy yeah. also. Yeah. I think phlegmy. Logies and grinders. <laughs> yeah, and grinders. But I think we'd be doing a disservice to the episode if we didn't uh, tie in this little scene when Hank is talking to another party bro and he says he's looking for a <laughs> nice looking older lady. <laughs> Excuse me, have you seen a nice-looking older lady, gray hair, yellow golf sweater? Stand right there while I think about it. <laughs> what? The sex beast comes out. Yeah, it does. Yo, sex beast. Gotcha. Yeah, I laughed at that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I had to rewind it. I was like, yeah, that does say sex beast on his chest. <laughs> hey, can't you see I'm looking for a lady? We're all looking for ladies, dude. That's what spring break is all about. Yeah. <laughs> I love those dudes. Yeah, every every they hit uh, the nail on the head with all of the frat dudes that are at attendance to this spring break. Mm -hmm. That is for sure. And uh, 
<laughs> we hop back to Arlen one more time, I believe, and we are. Uh, Bobby's playing baseball again. Is he? Who knew? Bill. <laughs> Why is Bobby playing? <laughs> <laughs> I, that one caught me like the first time I watched it off guard. I fucking <laughs> thought it was so good because he is completely enveloped yeah. in this fantasy. <laughs> The first question. <laughs> it's like the dad who's like stressed out at work and like had to leave a meeting to come watch his son play baseball. And his son's not even fucking his playing. Even fucking playing. <laughs> oh, he's so deranged. And I don't know if it's chili sauce or actual dirt this time, but his suit <laughs> is all messy. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, Sleeves are all rolled up. And Peggy just fucking yeets him off the back of the stand. <laughs> doesn't he put his arm around her? He just sits down. Does he say, like, me and your mother? You don't look good, Mr. Dykechave. Have you been in a fire? <laughs> Bill, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. I am, I'm not okay at all. I didn't make you a barbecue just so you wouldn't show up, and I didn't come here to not watch Bobby play ball. Bill, please. People can hear you. I don't care. Maybe it's time they did. Coach, you, Maybe it's coach, time they did. Why are you playing Bobby Hill? I am responsible for that boy. You play him now. You hear me? You. Oh, Peggy. I'm not angry at you. <laughs> like, like, he can't even make a pretend relationship last two days. <laughs> Just hearing Luann's voice there reminded me of, like, the scene we, or the part we skipped when they were at the supermarket, when... Mm -hmm. Luan answers <laughs> for Peggy, and Bill just snaps at her. I'm talking to you, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Luan in this episode is so sweet and just harmless. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> Bill goes fucking ass over yeah. tea kettle <laughs> over those bleachers. It's the way of uh, Maud Flanders. Yeah, it was, that's, that's what made me think of, too. Um... But that's uh, then we go back to Hank. Now he's lost, and he finds Lyle Neff working in his in his workshop. Excuse me, I'm looking for a nice looking older lady sweater. She she needed a unicorn. Don't they all? Was she here? She left a few minutes ago. One unicorn richer. Damn those stupid miniatures! They're gonna get her killed. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. That's like the greatest you, line. You know, yeah. You know who it actually sounds like to me? I don't like. I don't know if it is or not. But you know, Stephen Root. Yes. It, I, that's who yeah. it sounds like. Just to me. hearing that. Do you have my stapler? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It sounds like Stephen Root. And yeah. my, but I don't know. No. You're like you're 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 bang on. Can we hear it again? Can you use it in a sentence? What? Miniatures probably saved your mother's life. What's that supposed to mean? Do you know how hard it is to be a woman in this world? I do. Women come in here all the time, and they are sad, and they are lonely, and they are frumpy, and they tell me how my tiny, individually handcrafted investment-grade art is the only thing keeping them sane. Do you understand? Does that sound like your mother? I'm less convinced this time. It, at first, we're, yeah, at first it sounded more yeah. like Stephen Rue. I think it's because you were getting shorter little snippets, right, where yeah. he, he was doing more full. He really enunciates really well. He, he does, and I mean, like, he's a good voice actor, but, uh, so it might not be, but it might be. No, there was know. definitely a twinge, though, of that character that was peeking through, the little bit of, you know, spectrum that was coming out. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the like less pathetic or like non pathetic <laughs> uh, bill. <laughs> yeah, I mean like it is investment grade art. Yeah, I'm going to an investment grade art show tomorrow. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> uh, comic books. Leaving us hanging <laughs> there. Eh? <laughs> comic book convention. But uh, although we are focusing a lot on the voice acting, the message of this scene is like pretty strong and pretty... Uh, like it's on the nose. He explains it. He, oh, right. What he, Hank has failed to recognize, which we, the audience, should have by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. Lyle just says, like, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, which is exactly true. Yeah. They saved her life. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, wh- what else do you turn to when your dishes are being broken this thing? They are frumpy. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, no, and, like, I don't know, it's a sweet sentiment, and I, like, it personally, like, I don't see anything wrong with, like, Tilly enjoying miniatures. Like, I'll be honest, while I was over in Calgary and I needed a hobby, I started making miniatures, and it's, like, actually pretty fun to do and pretty relaxing. You were just playing with action figures one day, you're like, I just want to remember this smaller. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's actually, it's really nice. It is, yeah. I get it. It's a relaxing thing. It's a high idea. But, I mean, you're also also crafting and, like, painting, and they're just looking at art. That's true. I mean, and talking to it and petting it. That's also true. I mean, you could talk and pet your Yeah, but that's that's, that's my own table. Like, that's my own time. (laughs) I was going to say, I I just thought of this now. It was like my my grandma, she recently, in the last year or two, downsized from her house to a a small apartment. A miniature home. But a two-bedroom apartment. And one bedroom is literally just dedicated to, like, for two chairs, like some high-backed, comfy chairs for her and a friend to sit and have tea in. (laughs) And the other half of that room is literally glass cases of not miniatures necessarily, but little glass trinkets and knickknacks. And there's, like... Like, Brick-a-brack. Yeah. At her old house, they didn't seem like there was that many of them. But now it's condensed like, into sp- one room? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> holy fuck. Like, <laughs> a- and she is very, like, protective of them and was like, you know, because my mom was like, oh, well, like, what are you going to do with your spare room? Like, you could put, like, your, she has, like, a little CD player and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you could put that in there. And she was, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I need space for the brick-a-brack. <laughs> the brick-a-brack doesn't work here. <laughs> so you're saying she has an empty chair? <laughs> so, uh, so this little glass crap really helped her out, huh? Huh. I guess I owe someone an apology. Accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like that. And where does Hank find Tilly? At the till. At the till. And uh, Hank has a grand gesture um, that he's come full circle and now yeah. understands these things. And he bought her uh, the LAX airport carved into a little walnut. Uh, Mom, about back in the car, well, uh, well, here. What is it? Uh, it's the Los Angeles International Airport carved in a walnut shell. Oh, look at the detail. Don't worry, little puppy. Someone's coming to claim you. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's a, it's a Neff. She's got a perfect little nook for it. (laughs) Which uh, I think is really nice. I think it's a nice sentiment where Hank kind of maybe understands a little bit more where her obsession comes from or her her comfort comes from and can can appreciate it and not give her so much crap for enjoying it. And I mean, I've I've definitely pointed things like this out in the past, but like if we like do look at the the meeting of Randy and Chad at the at the mm-hmm. Dunebergy <laughs> as like Hank's like 
Hank's like, that's his happy zone. You know, he finally gets his fucking cheeseburger. He can just have a beer with a bro and chat the, <laughs> entire, the entire lineup yeah. <laughs> of a fucking football team. But that's his, like, that's like, you know, like that, like Hank just needs somebody to be like, you go fishing. And your mom likes miniatures. <laughs> Hank cl- clearly has had to learn this lesson a few times. <laughs> yeah. That, like, people like things that aren't football or fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, but, yeah. Uh, and so and that's just, I think, yeah, we're, we're seeing that uh, Hank learning the lesson again and again. Mm-hmm. I feel like King of the Hill is really good at this, where we have this nice, like, s- the sentiment in the episode is, like, understood. Hank and his mom kind of break bread, make peace and then it's back like to the chaos like they don't end on the sentiment no. scene no Lillian now, gets right the fuck out yeah, <laughs> that's right and now now we have to face it together yeah. we have to face Woodstock 99 together <laughs> and Corrin is about to play <laughs> sorry Rob Zombie <sighs> Maureen 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 When he's looking for Maureen, and her photo prints out of the photo booth, because like just her staring at the camera <laughs> doesn't even look like she's having a good time. No, and then he pulls the curtain and says, "Topless chick, that bro." That's right. It's uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, because I don't know. I don't know if we forgot to mention, but Maureen went missing as soon as they got back to the van to get out of there. Yeah, she went down toward a stage. <laughs> you want to get into the wet T-shirt contest? Yeah, which is like I don't understand what well, the was. Maureen was. goes missing first with the photo booth, and then oh, Lillian. Okay. Yeah, I think Lillian gets technically kidnapped on the stage because they started to crowd surf her. I, I, I get, I get, I get these blue hairs mixed They're up. They're very tricky. The only one reason, the only one I can remember is is Lillian because she pukes. Yeah, that's right. But Till, Tilly's like, oh, she passed. They, they passed her up, her up there like a beach ball. Yeah. <laughs> She's up on the stage with the rockadillo and Paul Shore. Yeah, rockadillo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She uh, and she's looking frumpy. Yes, she is looking frumpy, and uh, it's at that point that Hank knows that he's got to round up these cats somehow, and he he makes his way to the stage. <laughs> he starts fighting the rockadillo, <laughs> which like gun. I like I applaud the rockadillo for like how much. How in character he is until like Hank really starts to hurt him, and he's Hank like twists his arm. <laughs> he's just like lay off, man. Yeah. <laughs> The scene kind of reminds me of like an escort mission in like like Resident <laughs> Evil or something when you gotta get like the the girl away from all the zombies. <laughs> yeah, the escort missions are the worst. I love that Hank that he steals the Rockadillo's water gun and then is using it to fend off the rowdy crowd yeah. to escort Lillian back to the van. But the cr- the people in the crowd are like so mad they're getting sprayed with water, but they're all in bikinis. <laughs> yeah. It's like just not fun yeah. anymore that Hank. <laughs> Hank just knows how to ruin a good time. Yeah, even though it's like that's what the water gun is for, like yeah. when the Rockadillo does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Rockadillo does it then says let's rock and roll. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They're finally all back in the van and rushing towards the ferry mm-hmm. because apparently 
the ferry was in 24 hours at this point, and this was making it seem like this was the last ferry for the it night. It was making it seem like it was the last ferry, but yeah. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, it runs all the time, and it's very short ride. <laughs> and it's free. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> yep. And then, like, this this kind of scene, like, reminds me, of, like, a little bit, like, I don't know why, but, like, it gives me Escape from New York, kind of, like, when he's on the bridge and he's getting chased and... Um, I, I don't know if in that movie the p- tire pops, but like the tire pops here and they they, they suffer what was it? Severe tire damage. <laughs> Severe <laughs> tire damage, which is like what the sign says if you take that exit. I read no, it. Really. <laughs> he says that we've just experienced severe tire damage. <laughs> yeah, short because what happens is there's the helicopter chasing them yes, with yes. a giant Alamo beer can, which somehow <laughs> drops out of the sky and causes Hank to making a breath turn. <laughs> and it's yeah. just Pauly Shore. Yes. Yeah. Well, what I what I was going to say is I read on the King of the Hill wiki, someone put this as like a trivia piece, mm-hmm. that as soon as all the tires pop, Hank goes like, well, we're screwed now. I can't drive on these rims. They'll yeah. might never be true again. And then the helicopter hovers over them, and then you hear Pauly Shore yeah. doing his sloppy, sloppy Joe, Joe thing slap, again. Slap. And then Hank goes, it's him, which apparently this person thought was a reference to Terminator... Two, oh, I think when they're it's him. <laughs> yeah. oh. I don't know if that was uh, true or uh, validated, or that was what the real point was. But it's an interesting tidbit. Yeah, maybe. It's, <laughs> it's him. Hang on to your nefs. Yeah. It's him. It's not overly important, but. I do love that Pauly Shore is in the helicopter and has a megaphone yeah. and he's just shouting sloppy he's just Joe. harassing Hank. Yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, the sloppy Joe, the fact that he's just still singing sloppy Joe. <laughs> and uh, so we, uh, as, as hard as Hank, Hank, as hard as Hank tries, the Hanks. Uh, he still <laughs> hasn't made it onto the ferry. And you're right. I do like that he cares so much about the rims. They're not even his car, <laughs> but he's worried about like the rims not being true. Well, you can't there. drive on rims. That's I mean, true, but he ends no, up... No, they won't be true. They won't be true ever again. Yeah. But um, their safety is worth more than those rims. It probably, it's actually probably very unsafe drive on no rims. It's oh, also yeah. very unsafe to jump a van <laughs> onto a moving As the ferry boat. Closing. That's not very unsafe. I've done that. That's not safe. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Gabriola. I've never done that. But, uh, Hank limps it onto the ferry. He does. He makes it there. And uh, that's when I was like, don't they need to pay? But apparently it's free. No, so no. they got that ride for free. And then they are back on the boat, you know, deck. It's funny because how, like, I noticed too, and I was like, oh, this is unrealistic. They're not paying or going mm-hmm. through a toll booth. And I was That's like, oh, maybe it's all like these hippie Gulf Islands around Vancouver Island yeah. where you only have to pay to get on the yeah, island. It's, it's free good. to get off. That's right. You're going to leave eventually. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to. But like I said, they are on the, um, they're on the ferry deck and they're looking back at the Port Aransas fading in the distance. Look, everyone. Port Aransas. Oh, I can't wait to get there. <laughs> okay, Lillian is not well. <laughs> oh. I'm surprised she's Somebody not slipped her something cup. in the crowd. Oh, my. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> she was eating styrofoam on that <laughs> ferry the last time. But that is where we uh, we get the credits. Uh, we get the credits to roll. It's and a good end episode. credits. Bit. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's right. We get to see uh, a little bit of uh, Hank getting back at Bill. 
uh, because Bill, of course, has a broken arm from yeah. the spill off of the, the bleachers. bleachers. Yes. And uh, Hank, fully understanding what has happened, <laughs> throws the beer can at him. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ready? Lay it on That's me. I probably could use a beer. Bill? <laughs> thank you. Boom, Howard? No, thank man. Bill? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. And, uh, thanks for looking after Peggy for me, Bill. Ow! This happened again, Hank. Yep. And that's our episode. That's a good one. Wow. And so you guys know that when the final credits roll, it is time for our final thoughts. Uh, that was funky, and I haven't heard that in a minute. That was nice. It was nice. Who wants to go first? I can go first. I don't got. I don't got a whole lot to say. Okay. Um, I uh, I was very excited to do this episode originally. Uh, I'm still very excited to do it. I love the Pauly Shore MTV, the whole flavor. I wore my Flintstones T-shirt <laughs> today. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock Donald. Yeah, so I was looking up when this movie came out. MTV did a, uh, did like a, a rock, a bedrock fucking oh, rock yeah, party yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it is hilariously sad. No. <laughs> and it is on YouTube. <laughs> and it is exactly what I imagine, like, all of this. Oh, like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's worth, like, a three-minute view on YouTube. <laughs> just the, like, 94 MTV. Just any of these MTV spring break things. It's, yeah. like, so grody to use a 90s term (laughs) um so yeah i just uh i i thought that that was really funny i really i did like i'm kind of honestly a little sick of hank being this uh like just as an episode it feels like the the crutch of like hank not really getting somebody else's interests Mm -hmm. it's it's i just feel like it's i mean i understand that Mm -hmm. part of hank Granted, this episode was hilarious, mm-hmm. and I loved it. So it got us there. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I like that take. That's a good take. I, I agree. I do. I do like the MTV crossover. That that is really fun. Um, it was a, a nice surprise to see Polly Shore again. Um, he's somebody who's just been in my life here and there. Brought it. We brought watched some joy. a lot of Son of Law. Yeah, and uh, a and lot in of the army. in the army. In the army. Now, yeah. Um, well, even recently, how much fun we had with him with Big Ed on that. Yeah, uh, he just, he just <laughs> pops hilarious. into my life and he makes me feel better. Um, so thank you, Polly. But as for this episode, I'm going to touch more on, because um, I like, guess everything that happens on at Port Aransas, I really, uh, I really liked. And I really do like, like I would like to go to a miniature museum like those. There's one in Victoria. Yeah, they make, they bring me joy. Like I like them. I've been. Yeah, me too. 
It's um, fun. You pretend you're a giant. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, I really like like making miniatures. Like it's something that I've picked up on recently. Like, and it is a hobby that really. Um, brings me just like a lot of just like content, like just calm. Like, can you make a glass unicorn? I don't work with glass. I work mo- mostly. It's called scratch bashing, which is you take garbage and you turn it into stuff. So like egg crates and like just like stir sticks from coffee and shit, and you just like turn it into other stuff or like broken up plastic water guns. You can like they look like robot parts if you break them up, and then you like paint them. Craftsman. Uh, sure, whatever you got. You just <laughs> break stuff up. Anyways, it's a lot of fun, and I really like it. It's like a nice... A bunch of garbage if you want. <laughs> it's got to be select garbage. Well, he's not taking that into his house. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so it's actually funny. I, like, I, I actually loaded a bunch of garbage into a box and just put like crafting medium and I just got like a cardboard <laughs> box of just junk like old toys and, and plastic but anyway so what I'm getting at is I I, uh, I see you Tilly like I see you <laughs> and also I wanted to touch a little bit more on like how much I love that this show does their B plots like so well like as much as like it doesn't really matter to the plot what Bill's doing back at Arlen, but getting to see the characters that we know and love and what's actually happening on Rainy Street simultaneously and tying in very nicely with, like, what's happening in the A-plot. Like, yeah, he's only there for two days. Like, what would Bill do? And, like, just when we do get that little taste, like, some of these scenes are five seconds. You know exactly what Bill is going through and, like, what he's feeling off camera as well. (laughs) You can just tell by what he's wearing. (laughs) Yeah, so I just really like how well that's done. And so um, this episode to me feels just like, like... just really solid, really solid King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. So what's, and your what's your rating? Uh, <laughs> That's that thing you do. That's that thing you, did you forget about that thing you did? How many dune burgies? <laughs> How many? Uh, <laughs> How many salavage <laughs> So for this one, I'll give it four Doonbergies <laughs> and three quarters of the Longhorns bench. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's that's a few beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like this episode. Uh, I wouldn't say it was the greatest episode, but it was one of the most fun. I think um, seeing Hank traveling with his mom and the Golden Girls is hilarious. Stephen Root as Bill was super funny even though deranged and perverted Bill was is the B plot <laughs> um, but yeah no it was a ton of fun it's just I don't know it's just putting Hank into uncomfortable environments is always just uh, good for a laugh and uh, I'm, I was glad I always thought Port Aransas was fictional and based on uh, some sort of you know party oh, town no. or something and I'm glad to know that it's real check out <laughs> Boondocking with Dennis <laughs> maybe I will it's, yeah, it's a good time man mm-hmm but, uh, yeah, no, good episode. I liked it, and that's all I've got to say about that. All right. So to end this episode off, I think we just have to give it one final round table. Win, Tanya! Uptown girl. She want to play with pinball, guys?
Want to hear more Order of the Straight Arrow? Join the conversation on Twitter at Utsakothpod or follow us on Instagram at Utsakothpod or look for us on Facebook at Order of the Straight Arrow, the King of the Hill podcast. Please share this podcast with your friends and feel free to contact us by email at Utsakothpod at gmail.com. Please, no hate mail. Hey, what you crying for, boy? It's a good show. This is a damn good show. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and in no way reflect the views and opinions of Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, or Fox Studios. The external audio used in this podcast is not owned by the Order of the Straight Arrow or its affiliates and is presented in good faith to its copyright owners. Please don't sue us.